Why teaching? Why is that important? Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao, and I'm excited to be here with you on this fine Wednesday as we take you through the news and happenings from across Southern Middle Tennessee from the last weekend going forward. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I'm going to speak with our friends from Tennessee Valley Weather. Ben Luna joins me for an interview to talk a little bit about who they are and what they do. We'll also, of course, have sports and news. All of that is coming your way. We've got a lot to get to, so let's go ahead and get right into it on The Wrap. <clears throat> On the front page of this week's Main Street Murray, you can find a story on local government meetings that were postponed due to uh, the snow and ice that we had last week. Of course, it was a tough week for most everybody to get out and about. So the government agencies that pushed their meetings or uh, changed their meetings, that is all information you can find on the front page of the paper. You can also find a couple of stories from the Spring Hill where the Board of Mayor and Aldermen held a retreat or what they call an advance now. And they spoke on a number of very vital topics uh, taking place in the, in the community of Spring Hill. So you can find a story and details from that. You can also find a story about a website called widen31.com. And what, what the website is designed to do is allow for Spring Hill residents and community members to sign what is essentially a, a letter uh, or a petition that is sent to local state representatives uh, in order to try and help move along the idea of widening Highway 31 in and around Spring Hill. So widen31.com and details are in that story as well. The Murray County School Board met. They also are changing some vacation times for some employees. So if you want to find out a little bit about how things are changing for some employees when in regards to vacation time, there's details on a story on the front page of Main Street Murray. So all of that and much, much more on the inside. Right now, we'll send you down to Scott Stewart, who has your Pulaski Citizen and Lawrence County Advocate Wrap. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Stewart, and this is the Lawrence County and Pulaski Citizen Wrap for this week. On the front page of this week's Lawrence County Advocate, cold weather and the problems that come with it have brought the Lawrence County community together. And Sandy Mashburn has a look at it, the efforts from all across the county. Sandy also has information on the front about a propane tank that flipped over uh, Saturday. The county commission has reset its meeting for next Tuesday, January the 30th. And she also has an article on a Mayday call from a fire in which the structure collapsed on some firefighters. Inside, there's a notice on delinquent tax judgments that will be coming down in February. Uh, also, Lawrenceburg City Council, they are seeking a grant to do a study on the paving needs in Lawrenceburg. Uh, on our Lifestyles page, we've got Hojo photos from snow days of the past. Carrie Staggs has an article about a little free little library down at Paper and Threads, and we get to read about the history of Rotary Park there on the Lifestyles page. And this week we feature two pages of information for those brides out there planning your spring weddings or even your fall weddings as far as that goes. Make sure you check it out, especially for those local businesses who are ready to help you make that big day even more special. So check out our bridal pages 
in the Lawrence County Advocate this week. As usual, we've got town crier community events, classifieds, funny games, and sports is a little light this week because we didn't have any games last week, but we do have some information from the legend himself, Larry Woody, and our friend Mo Patton up in Murray County has provided us with the scoring and three-point leaders in Southern Middle Tennessee high school basketball. So don't miss out our sports page. That's all for the Lawrence County Advocate, which is in market near you every Wednesday, no matter where you are in Lawrence County. In the Pulaski Citizen this week, Amanda McMillan is our Citizen Spotlight, and she holds down the place of honor right there at the top of the front page. There have been so many people across this county down in holes full of water in sub-zero temperatures that whether you've got water or not at this point, you've got to acknowledge the efforts of these guys that they're putting in. I say thank you to each and every person who's out there working to try to get this water back. Now, I break down this water situation on the front page as much as it can be broken down. The answer to everybody's question is water will come back, but it's going to be slow. It's a slow process filling these tanks up, and then you got to get the tanks, the, that water out to the utility districts. It's going to be a slow process. Also on the front is another group of folks that deserve our gratitude, and that's our emergency responders who've been out in this frigid weather taking care of us. I've got photos of local firefighters battling a fire here in Pulaski on one of those mornings when it was minus whatever out there. And uh, I'll just be honest with you, I was blown away by these guys' dedication to be out there in that and fight those fires. And uh, I, was, I just want to say for me, thank you guys. And I told them all that too on, uh, on the scene. Also on the front page and inside are articles from Monday's County Commission meeting. It was an almost three-hour meeting, and they covered a lot of territory in that meeting, by the way. Uh, one of those things that they did was, and probably one of the more important things they did, was they allowed for the issuance of a bond to pay for the Bridgeforth Middle School renovations project, that $8.6 million. Also inside, Plasky recognized their employees in 2023, and Adrian Forte has that story for you. And we've got information as well from the last Ardmore Board of Mayor and Alderman meeting, and that is from Connie Rowe. Obituaries, realtors page, backward glances, property transfers, court docket, funding games, Giles Pass, community briefs, and Wade will be up here in just a few minutes with the sports. It's all in this week's edition of the Plasky Citizen. If you don't already have a subscription to the paper or the e-edition, call 931-363. 3544. And I want to thank each and every person that reads our local paper. And to all of you who reach out to us after you've read it about what you read. Thank you all. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the pig. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. 
Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street. I'm Chris Yao, and I'm excited about our next guest as we are going to tell you about one of the region's most watched and most beloved uh, streaming services, and that is, of course, our friends at Tennessee Valley Weather, who you see each and every week right here on Mornings on Main Street, giving you your daily weather as well as your seven-day forecast, and today I am joined by Ben Luna. Ben, welcome in. Chris, thank you so much for having me on this chilly day as we finally maybe look at thawing out just a little bit uh, from our near record record snowfall we had over the past several days and then ice and I'm ready for summertime. Man, I'm I'm ready for anything that, that looks like a sun. <laughs> at this point, I'm we'll drinking sun-kissed, hoping. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I had a question the other day. Somebody asked, hey, hey, weatherman, when's it going to warp and, uh, warm up? And I said, eh, sometime about May, June, somewhere <laughs> around in there. But <laughs> when we get through the, the dog days of summer in August, and you know, especially late August going into September, there will be those that will say, Man, I miss winter. When when are we going to cool off again? And with, yeah. you got plenty of cooling off. There's nine inches of it outside. So yeah, or there has been lately. So it was it was a nice snow. We got a chance to get outside and play in it. And I feel like everyone across the the region really, uh, based on the photographs that we've seen, have enjoyed at least moments in the snow. The problem is getting to the grocery store, right? Oh, I mean, we are we're five days into these to this supply, and it's it's starting to to dwindle. Yes. Here. And so um, even in the world of, of broadcast meteorology, you know, I'm working from home today uh, as we do this interview uh, because I, I took two steps outside and walked right back in and said, nope, mm -mm, no, I'm running from home today. Yep. So all of our staff has been working remote for the past several days, too. And it's, you know, finally, it's finally starting to look a little bit better. Um, but man it's it's been one i think people have gotten so used to how southern snows work in the past of oh look we have it for a day a day and a half you know in in rare cases two to three going on a full week people are like okay can you take it away now or get rid of it they always None. they always want it till you get you, you don't know what you got till it's gone and <laughs> you always want it till you get it and Maybe maybe those dustings are good enough for most people. That's how I feel. But yeah, uh, you, you guys have certainly kept us in the loop as far as what our weather is is going to be each day on mornings on Main Street. It's you know without you guys, it would be a disaster in some places because we just don't know what to expect. But you guys have been have been well, killing it, you. and we appreciate that. And I just wanted to tell folks a little bit more about your backstory and and you know why Tennessee Valley weather is a thing. Um, it's a thing because, and I'll, I'll cut right to the chase with it. You know, we, we started this, the notions of it, the idea started in 2019. Um, we started talking and okay, how can we develop an internet based streaming based weather product? Because my background had been in meteorology um, I worked at Channel 31 in Huntsville, the ABC station there. I did that for three years, had a wonderful time. Uh, came back full full time to radio uh, in the process of all of that. Uh, I went to Mississippi State for meteorology and uh, always have loved, loved weather, but I also have loved my home area 
just as much. And it was on February 5th, 2020, that an unwarned EF1 tornado drove right through the middle of Lawrenceburg, uh, peeled the roof off the library like a can of sardines, uh, did, I believe off the top of my head, several hundred thousand dollars in damage, if not right at a million, give or take, Mm -hmm. uh, to area homes. Nobody was killed, thank goodness, but there were a few minor, minor injuries in that. Um, At the same time, there was another tornado in the same system that touched down through the north part of Loretto. And then exactly one week later, on February the 12th, here comes another tornado through the south end of Lawrence County. And so at that point, we said, okay, enough is enough. We've got to do something. And it wasn't because there was fault from anybody that... Uh, works of the National Weather Service. They do a wonderful, wonderful job, but they're limited by the scope of technology they have and the coverage of weather radars they have. And so the reason why these tornadoes were missed and warnings fell silent during those events was because radar coverage in southern Tennessee and northwest Alabama would, was terrible. And the only way that you can fix that is by building another radar station. And so we started the work and developed a 501c3. Uh, Representative Clay Doggett uh, came through and was able to uh, get us a little money from the state to go into purchasing a dual polymetric Doppler radar, an X-band radar. And in the middle of me fundraising for this, which the the thing was built by May of that year, um, and the data is publicly accessible because it is a nonprofit, and anybody that wants the data can can get it. Uh, you've got to have a viewing software platform, though, and uh, those are fairly common on the Internet today. Um, but I had a, a gentleman in Pulaski who looked at me and he said, if I contribute to this this project to yours, I want to see you use this like a TV station. And I said, well, I'll, I'll stream it, you know, on the Internet when when there's bad weather. He said, no, 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 no. I want to see you use this. And I want to see you do the weather for our area like one of them national stations. I said, okay, challenge accepted, buddy. We'll do it. <laughs> and we started out um, at, at the radio station in Lawrenceburg uh, at WLX um, with what space that, that we had that we were able to, um, to get and stay out of the, the way of, you know, the regular operations there, which was a back hallway. And uh, we ran with that for, uh, about a year and a half, we built another studio uh, in some unfinished space at the station, moved into there, and then in late 2020, uh, Tennessee Valley Weather and the um, uh, sister brand, Exports Network, um, I, uh, I had co-owned those, and so I, we took those and developed a, a spinoff company uh, for that, and that's where I'm at today. I own that. Um, and we are located on Weekly Creek Road in Lawrenceburg in a brand new broadcast facility. Um, we needed to, um, we needed more room and to expand our, our footprint into what and where this whole endeavor is going and what our ultimate plans are for Tennessee Valley weather. Well, you know, and, and right now you guys cover parts of Mississippi North Alabama, and then southern middle Tennessee. So our area, everyone in our coverage area, you know, Giles County, Lawrence County, Murray County, you guys are are 
kind of you're covering us. And, and one of the reasons I tell people about you guys is because if there's severe weather from Portland to Pulaski, who knows where that Nashville station mm-hmm. is going to cover. They may be covering Madison. They may be covering mm-hmm. the, the plateau. They may be covering Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You guys really focus on our area. You can say, Hey, if you're in Cullioca or if you're in you know so the small areas between you know here and there you know those communities you know we where do. they are and what what our ultimate goal was um and working in the television business before there are really really good people there um who really care a lot of times they are bound by corporate rules and you know here's where you have to cover first and that happens everywhere. That's that's the nature of the business. For us, it's like, okay, we're going to write our own rule book in this, and we're going to proceed forward with um, a 14-county coverage area. Um, half is in Tennessee, half is in Alabama, and we have one county in northeast Mississippi. And it's the areas that we know, uh, we care for. Um, that extends from Murray County in the north to Franklin County, Alabama in the south. I-65 in the east to the um, Tennessee River in the west uh, to Hardin County, and that's it. That is our home base, and we're able to come on and deliver, and this was our goal, a professional top-notch product because our goal was to make it simple, uh, to give the viewer, to treat the viewer uh, with as much courtesy and respect with the same level of professionalism that a Nashville or Huntsville TV station operates with. And that's what we were able to, to successfully do um, over the course of the past three and a half going on four years. Uh, we have um, hired, uh, f- there are three others involved in this meteorologists other than myself, uh, Fred Gossage, uh, who is our chief meteorologist uh, grew up in Birmingham um, is a walking meteorological textbook and is one of the best people that uh, I would ever, ever, ever dream of doing this with. Um, Kelly Rostin is originally from uh, Chicago. Her uh, passion took her to Western Kentucky University, and uh, she made a couple of stops in TV stations before landing here with us. And Brian Wilson, who is originally from Huntsville. Uh, Brian is the younger of our, our group. But uh, Brian, too, is a a leading name in research meteorology using weather radar, Uh, and he's 22 years old and Hmm. um, and just a phenomenal person. Um, Brian, over the past three years using our radar data, uh, has been responsible for identifying first the areas of rotation and sending acknowledgement to Nashville and Huntsville via our, our direct line with them, uh, the weather offices and saying, Hey, are you guys seeing this? Um, a lot of times, yes, we are, or, Hey, thanks for pointing that out. You know, we've got 14 other major storms going on right now. Uh, let's take a look at that. And then they're able to come back and say, Hey, you know what? There's something there. Boom, tornado warning. And, uh, the, the radar data has contributed to, if I'm not mistaken, as of date, 11 tornadoes, um, 11 warnings. And I think um, almost every one of them produced some sort of touchdown to small damage. Well, 
we certainly would not be as safe without you guys, and I want you to know that. And that's why I wanted everyone else to know here in Southern Middle Tennessee on Mornings on Main Street. You guys see them each and every week, but I wanted to tell you about who they are. And Ben Luna is Thank he's you. the man behind the camera and and so we certainly appreciate it we, we enjoy seeing kelly most times uh, yeah. on the show yeah. and and she's she's been fantastic and, and you guys all are as well so again thanks for taking time with us today Thank man you. we really appreciate it and uh, we hope to not see you outside of the normal web well, reports uh, we'll we'll get back there one day <laughs> Well, we will uh, look forward to next week as well when it gets, or, or this week, I guess now, since Wednesday yeah. we're airing this, but <laughs> when it gets a little warmer. So again, oh, we're going to be warmer. Uh, we, we go from uh, nine inches of snow to a chance for thunderstorms within a week. So there you go. Just welcome uh, to Tennessee. Welcome to Tennessee. That's right. Well, again, we appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you again soon. Chris, thank you. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back on Mornings on Main Street. Time for sports, so stick around. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's time to take a look at sports. We've got Mo Patton. Thanks, Chris. This week's Main Street Murray kind of um, challenged us a little bit with all of the weather postponements on the high school sports scene, but we did manage to come up with something to put in the sports section, including... Tennessee Sports Writers Association's all-state teams from all of your fall sports, cross-country golf, volleyball, girls' soccer, and, of course, football. So all of those are in the print edition of Main Street Murray that comes out today. Also, we managed to – oh, there's a state bowling schedule, state bowling tournament schedule. That event had been put off a week. It starts today over in Smyrna. We got a lot of local participation in that. So check out the bowling schedule, both online and in print, to see when your favorite bowlers will be in action over the next three days over at the Smyrna Bowling Center. This weekend, because of the postponements that we have, we were able to get to the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association's annual clinic. They usually have a great roster of speakers, and among them was Tennessee Baseball coach Tony Vitello caught up with him, got some insight on some local guys and, and where they fall in for the balls this season, including former Columbia Academy standout Kavaris Tears. So we've got an article on that in this week's print edition of Main Street Murray. And finally, the TBCA inducted four coaches into their Hall of Fame 
Tom Griffin from Carson Newman, Butch Chafin, formerly of Cookville, Wayne Babe Hardison from Forrest over in Chapel Hill, and Mount Pleasant's Eddie Bassham was one of the four inductees. Um, Coach Bassham, more than 600 wins over 35 years, primarily at Mount Pleasant, also at Middle Tennessee Christian and Columbia Academy. The 1968 graduate of Haylong High School, now a member of the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame, and we got some of his reaction. Coach, just talk for a second about what this means to you. Well, Maurice, you know it's it, it's a great honor. It's one you know as a as a coach, you kind of you and the player you dream of that maybe someday you might have a chance or an opportunity, you know and. Uh, and uh, I, truthfully, I, I pulled up that list of names of this Hall of Fame, and I thought, boy, you know, that's a that's an outstanding list of names, you know, in this Tennessee Hall of Fame. And and they they do a great job, they really do with for baseball in Tennessee, and I appreciate them so much. And and again, just the uh, you know the honor again, family and myself as well. You know, we we're, we're just so so honored and, and happy to be part of it. And you know, when it's your peers, you know, when it's the Baseball Coaches Association. And yeah. it's, Baseball coaches that select you and, and recognize you like that, I, I would imagine that's a pretty big deal. Yes, you know it's it, it's good to know. Of course, you as I said, we 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 have some good teams as you know, and we're successful, and so therefore, guys, you know, I think we 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 gained some respect, you know, during that time because people knew when they when they played us, you know, I think they, they knew this this in for you know a tough game because we we had some good clubs during that run, and uh, we did, and uh, so right, and it's, it's certainly good, you know, and. And again, that's an honor to know that these, these coaches have that respect for you as well. It sure is. So. Thanks, Mo. We'll send you down to Giles County where Wade Neely is standing by with a report. What's up, folks? Wade Neely here, sports editor at the Pulaski Citizen. And what a wild week considering we had virtually no games. Mother Nature dealt us a rough hand last week as virtually every Giles County and Richland game completely off the calendar, but we still managed to put together a pretty quality sports section this week. We'll dive into it now, and really our sports section this week hinges on two big stories, two big local accolades. We start with our cover story as Chase Carden, the senior kicker for Giles County High School. He earns a second straight Tennessee Sports Writers Association Class 3A All-State nod. This is a kid that has been a phenom for Giles County for the last four seasons and really has kind of turned into a true weapon for the Bobcat football team. He again earns a All-State nod for the second straight season. He was the only Bobcat represented on this year's team, and it was well justified as he did a fantastic job with kickoffs, with punts, and obviously with field goals. Cardin departs as the greatest kicker in Giles County history. But the story goes a little deeper than that. We talk about what's next for Chase, who also is a standout on the Bobcat soccer program. And then also we talk about him kind of bridging the gap to that next set of kickers that will one day try and become uh, potential All-State uh, recognized uh, individuals. So that's our cover story this week. As we kind of turn into the interior, we really just got a good old-fashioned notebook of things from UT Southern, and we start with the men's basketball team, which is ranked for the first time in a couple of seasons. The Firehawks check in at number 18 in the latest edition of the NAI Top 25. Coach Dugan Line has the guys rolling. They even got a win Monday night. We weren't able to get that in in print this week, but they got a win on Monday night versus Stillman. So this is a team 
They're now 11-0 in conference play, and that kind of kicks off our UT Southern Notebook. We also have a recap of their win versus Loyola University as uh, the Wolfpack gave them a pretty good game, but UT Southern gets the win. Have some ladies content. It's been a rough season for the Firehawks and women's basketball, but we uh, have a recap. They almost pulled off a uh, late comeback and nearly knocked off a ranked Loyola squad that came in just a couple of weeks ago. And then finally, we have a UT Southern volleyball update as one of our senior standouts, Morgan Averett, was named to the AVCA all-region team. So we have a mention in there for her. Kind of a hodgepodge of UT Southern goodies in this week's edition of the sports section. So who says you need games? Uh, we still managed to get in a couple of nice stories, things that were on our radar that we definitely wanted to mention. And so that's our sports section for this week. Basketball has returned. Just came back from the Richland Raiders uh, sweeping the Cornersville Bulldogs tonight. And so next week's edition, we got basketball, 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 as all these district games have got to get made up, and they got to get made up in short order. So plan on a lot of hardwood coverage in the next couple of editions as we get you prepped for the March to Murfreesboro. The calendar quickly will flip to February and then obviously into March. So that's an update of what's been going on here in Pulaski. Back to you guys. Wade Neely saying so long from Pulaski Citizen Headquarters here in Giles County.